And it says in Luke chapter 2 verse 7 that there was no room in the inn for the baby Jesus. So they had to go to the outskirts where the animals were kept. And there in one of those caves in Bethlehem, Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, was born. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. Today, Raul concludes our series celebrating God's gift of salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. If you don't yet have a saving relationship with Christ, you'll see how He paved the way for you to enjoy eternal life as He perfectly fulfilled ancient prophecies, both in His birth and in His death. Stay with us for assurance of God's unconditional love. Here's Raul Reese with the lesson, The Child from Bethlehem. If you have your Bible, join us in Micah chapter 5. About 34 years ago, on this very day, I was in Vietnam. I was in a hole in Chulai, Vietnam, thinking about home and all the things that went on on Christmas Eve. And as I was thinking about those things, I thought of the story of Jesus. Because when you start to look at the scriptures and you look at the Bible and you see the actual story of Christ, it goes way back into the book of Micah, 500 years before Christ was ever born, Micah spoke. And what's amazing is that we not only been to Israel for many, many years, we've been probably in the last 30 years, about 35 times. And we have visited the little city of Bethlehem. An incredible place when you go there because when you imagine the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and you think of His home, some people get the idea that He was born in a great massive palace. But then as you move through the city of Bethlehem, And you go to the outskirts called the shepherd's fields. There is a little well there. And there are some shepherds that are always there with their sheep. And every time we would go to Bethlehem, I was always looking forward to that. Because the children and the little shepherds were always there to receive a treat from the Americans. They were Arabs. But then at the same time when we got there, there wasn't really anything of beauty that would proclaim that this is the place where Christ was born. Because literally by the shepherd's fields, there are many caves. And when Jesus Christ was born, the scripture tells us in the gospel of Luke chapter 2 that Mary and Joseph had come to Bethlehem, five miles south of Jerusalem. And when they had come, they were checking for a place where they could actually spend the night. 
Because she was with child and the child was going to be born. And it says in Luke chapter 2 verse 7 that there was no room in the inn for the baby Jesus. So they had to go to the outskirts where the animals were kept. And there in one of those caves in Bethlehem, Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, was born. Most kings are born in palaces, mansions, but not the King of kings and the Lord of lords. It is of importance that the prophecy not only speaks for itself, but the prophet Micah said this, he said, But you, O Bethlehem, Epaphrodite, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, Yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be the ruler of Israel, whose goings forth are from old and from everlasting. Now you have to understand that Micah is in the Old Testament. The law of God. Micah was living in a time when God was getting ready to judge Judah, the southern kingdom of Israel. And at this particular time, the people of God were looking for some kind of a hope. The people were depressed. And God already was working on the other side to draw Babylon, King Nebuchadnezzar, to come and to take Judah into captivity after God had given the actual people of God 180 years to repent from their sins of idolatry. That they didn't. In the midst of judgment, the grace of God. Through the prophet Micah, he prophesies that there is one to be a ruler in Israel whose going forth is from old and from everlasting. He tells us that this King of Kings and Lord of Lords. By the name of Jesus would be born in the city of Bethlehem. A place that is for shepherds, for sheep. And yet the name itself is incredible because Bethlehem means the house of bread. Jesus himself said, I am the bread of life. So we begin to see that the Bible is not only complete in what it tells us about the story of Jesus. But Bethlehem is a very famous place because there were many people that had been born in Bethlehem. For example, it was built by Salma in 1 Chronicles 2.51, the one that established the city of Bethlehem. Secondly, it was originally called Epaphra back in Genesis 35:16, way back in the first book of the Bible, when Abraham and Isaac and Jacob were ruling. It was Rachel's burial place. It was Naomi's home, and it was also Boaz's home, and it was David's home, the king of Israel. Bethlehem. It also was a fortified city 
that Rehoboam, the king of Israel, fortified before he died. And so as you begin to see that Bethlehem was the place with so many roots, historically, biblically, we see that the most important person in the whole world will be born as a savior of the world, and his name is Jesus Christ. I am the bread of life. In the gospel of Luke chapter 2, verse 1, it says, And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole world should be registered or taxed. And this census first took place while Quirinius, the governor in Syria, so all went to be registered, everyone in his own city. And then Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house of the lineage of David. To be registered with Mary, his wife-to-be, who was expecting a child. So it was... That while they were there, the days were complete for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloth, laid him on a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now something of importance here, Mary and Joseph were not yet married. They were engaged to one another. This was not Joseph's baby. If Mary was pregnant by Joseph according to the law that God had written in the Old Testament, he and her should be stoned to death. But what you have here is what we call the virgin birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Mary became pregnant by the Holy Spirit. A supernatural miracle of God. And what's incredible is that God not only allowed Mary to be pregnant by the Holy Spirit. It was because God had a plan for men. In the Old Testament, men, the only way to clean his life and to clean his sin was to take a lamb or a goat or a turtle dove and to kill it. And then to bleed it. And then they would take the blood to the tabernacle and the priest would take it and then he would sprinkle it right in the center of the holies of holies to make atonement for the sinner, which was only a covering. But then Jesus Christ came along and was born in Bethlehem. And according to John the Baptist, he said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Visit us at somebodylovesyou.com or call us at 800-634-9165 for resources to ground you in the wondrous reality of God's mighty saving love. 
Be sure to order Rawls' audio series reflecting on the miracle of Christ's world-changing birth. Now back to the final part of today's lesson, The Child from Bethlehem. Jesus Christ, out of all eternity, God himself, came down here and gave himself not only to become a man, 100% human, but 100% God. And then while he was born, people did not have room in their lives for Jesus Christ. Kind of sounds like today for so many people. But then Jesus had a purpose in coming. And that is to become the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. So for 30 years, Jesus, with Mary his mother, in the carpenter shop, Jesus grew up and became a man. And we don't really have much on Jesus. We only have his birth. And then that he was 12 years old. And from 12 years old to 30 years old, the scripture is silent. There is nothing about him. There are many mystical books that have been written about Jesus that are not true. But Jesus at the age of 30 years old, make his appearance and came and began to preach and to teach and to heal for three and a half years. To demonstrate to the nation of Israel that he had come to become the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. To become the Savior of the world. The Pharisees, the scribes, the Sadducees, those were the religious leaders of that time, and the lawyers and the priests rejected the truth of Jesus Christ. Because as you look at history, in the second chapter of the book of Luke, we also have where the Sanhedrin gave, not only when Herod the Great was asking concerning where this Messiah should be born, the Sanhedrin, the 72 governing government of Israel, knew exactly where to find it. In Micah chapter 5, verse 2, and they told Herod exactly where he would be born. The Magi's came from the east, following the star. And the star led them right to Bethlehem, where Jesus was laying down. And was born there in Bethlehem. But at the same time, because of history... When we read the story, we know that Jesus was not just an infant. It was two years later when the Magi's came, when the wise men came. Two years later after he was born. And when they came, they brought to him three gifts. And when they gave to Jesus these three gifts, not only did they spoke of his deity, and spoke of his humanity, but also spoke of his death. That he would be born, that he would walk among men, and that one day he would be killed. And we know the story. That after 33 years, after becoming a little baby, and becoming a full-grown man, God, men, they took him, and they mocked him. 
and they spit on his face. And they tried him, and they stripped him, and they put a crown of thorns on his head, and they tied him up, and they gave him 39 stripes, where the flesh of his back was totally ripped. And then they gave him a cross. With that cross, he walked to Calvary. And when he got to Calvary, the Mount of the Skull, there Jesus Christ was nailed to his cross with two thieves. And you see, when Jesus Christ was put on that cross and those two thieves, one on his right, one on his left, the one on his right kept mocking him and blaspheming against Jesus. And the one on his left said, hey, don't you fear God? And the one on his left said, Lord, remember me when you get to paradise. And he said, today you'll be with me in paradise. And the Bible says that when Jesus Christ was put on the cross, there was no beauty that we should desire him. He didn't even look human from the beatings. But there he said, Father, forgive them because they do not know what they're doing. Literally, he said, Father, I love them. That's why I came. That's why you sent me, Father. That's why he became a baby. That's why we celebrate Christmas. It's Christ's Mass. It's all about Jesus. It's not about Santa Claus. It's not about presents. It's about the greatest gift that God ever gave to the world. His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. That's what it's about. And when Jesus Christ died on that cross, he gave up the ghost. And like the scripture said, not one bone was broken in his body, but the two thieves, their legs were broken. When they came to Jesus, he was already dead. But then Jesus Christ on the third day, resurrected from the dead. And he walked among us for 40 more days. And then he walked up into the Mount of Olives and walked a little bit ways out. And he ascended to heaven where he sits at the right hand of the Father, making an intercession for us that know Christ. And the Bible says that 10 days later, when Peter, James, and John, and the others, 120 of them, were in the upper room in Jerusalem, in Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit came and baptized them, the promise of the Holy Spirit, the birth of the church. And then Jesus said that he would come again. He came the first time as the Savior of the world, the one that will forgive sin. The second time Jesus Christ comes again, the next time, he's not coming as the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. He's not coming as a little baby, but he's coming as a judge of the world. He's going to judge the world. That's why we, as believers, give our lives to Jesus Christ. We become born again of the Holy Spirit. Because we don't worship a religion. 
We have a personal relationship that can only come through Jesus Christ. He says, I am the mediator between God and men. The man Christ Jesus. He's the bridge builder between God and men. And no one can come to the Father unless you come through His Son. He's the only one. And so tonight as we celebrate, the only reason we can celebrate it is because of who Jesus Christ is. The Savior of the world. His name Jesus means Jehoshua in the Hebrew. It means God is salvation. He came to save those that are lost. This is the love of God. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's why we're here tonight. Because of what He has done for us. His birth, His blood, has made it possible for us to be forgiven for every one of our sins as we commit our lives to Him. And I pray tonight that as the Holy Spirit speaks to your own hearts, that Christmas truly is only for those that know the Savior. Otherwise, Christmas is of no value to anybody else. Only to those that know Christ. Because it is Christ's mass. It is all about Jesus. Father, we come before you this evening, Lord God, to thank you so much for your love, for your grace, for your mercies. And Lord God, we pray if there are any tonight here, Lord, that have been invited by someone We pray, Lord, that you would speak to their own hearts, those sitting in the fellowship hall, those here in the sanctuary, God. We pray, Lord, that you would touch and that you would anoint every one of these people, Lord. And if there's anybody here, whether you're young or old, male or female, it doesn't matter. If you would like tonight to make room in your heart for Jesus Christ, And you want every one of your sins, I don't care what you've done. If you want every one of your sins to be forgiven, there is hope tonight. As you admit that you have sinned against God, and you confess your sins to Him, He will cleanse you, He will wash you through His blood, as you take a step of faith to receive Jesus Christ He'll write your name in the book of life and He will give you tonight eternal life that if you were to die tonight or tomorrow, you would have the guarantee to go to heaven. That's what He offers tonight. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. If you'd like to hear today's lesson in its complete form, we'll send a copy to you for a donation of $5 or more. Just call us at 800-634-9165 and ask for Rawls' teaching titled, The Child from Bethlehem. 
Now, if you're still weighing the decision to give your heart and life to Jesus, or if you'd like to strengthen your faith with more insight into Jesus' sacrificial love, we'd like to tell you about Rawls' four-part series titled The Birth of Jesus Christ. Available on both CD and an MP3 flash drive, this study will guide you through the Bible's account of the very first Christmas night. As you explore how Jesus miraculously fulfilled ancient prophecies, you'll see that God's plan of salvation was carefully orchestrated so that you could experience eternal life. To order all series, The Birth of Jesus Christ, visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165. We'll send you this study on CD for a gift of $18 or on a USB drive for $10. That's 800-634-9165. Or you can order by writing us at Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. Be sure to take advantage of our many free Somebody Loves You resources as well. Download our app to enjoy more of Rawls' teaching and explore a wealth of faith-building study helps. You can also download podcasts of all of these programs using Spotify or iTunes. And if you'd like to email Rawl with your Bible questions or prayer needs, his address is pastorrawl at somebodylovesyou.com. And of course, if you'd like someone to pray with you about beginning a saving relationship with Jesus, don't hesitate to call us at 800-634-9165. This is a listener-supported ministry. Every tax-deductible gift enables us to keep sharing the life-giving hope of the gospel. We are grateful for your partnership. Next time on Somebody Loves Your Radio, we'll set the year in focus with a study of how God's great love can enrich and direct every area of our lives. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.